BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. You will be haunted by three spirits without their visits, said the ghost. You cannot hope to shun the path I tread. Expect the first tomorrow when the bell tolls one. Expect the second on the next night at the same hour. The third upon the next night when the last stroke of twelve has ceased to vibrate. Look to see me no more. And look that for your own sake. You remember what has passed between us. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm Trey Dorn, and this month we're actually going to talk about dealing with ghosts. Uh, the episode, of course, started with a quote from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, but you know what? You know, if Scrooge had some decent wards on his place, maybe he could have actually gotten a good night's sleep the week before Christmas. I mean, sure, he probably wouldn't have ended up becoming a better person, but at least he wouldn't have been harassed by a bunch of spectral jackasses for hours. Heck, for all we know, the only reason he was such a jerk is because a lot of Victorian spirits kept him up all hours of the night on a regular basis. I can tell you that would probably make me a jerk. And, and I know we talk about ghosts every year in October. But those always end up being fun anecdotal stories, and while I really enjoy doing those for the spooky ambiance, I also understand that they're not always helpful from a practical perspective. So, in the darkest time of the year, that's that's what we're going to talk about. Now, I want to start listing disclaimers before we move forward. I believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts hard. Do I have hard physical evidence for this? No. I do have a bunch of experiences I can't explain away, and trust me, I have tried to explain them away. So while I'm going to talk about some experiences in this episode, it's only going to be in the abstract. Um, if you want specifics of, you know, details, you can actually go back to the, like, three different October episodes we've done, and I've covered, like, 75% of my ghost stories there. So, yeah, I don't know why I felt the need to say this, uh, because this is a witchcraft podcast, and the odds are you probably believe in ghosts, too, if you're listening to this, but whatever. You know, stuff. This episode is, is really in two parts. Uh, first, we're going to cover uh, encountering ghosts in the wild, and then... We're going to talk about encountering ghosts in your home, because these are really two very different situations. So, so let's, let's get started. Encountering ghosts in the wild is something that will just sort of happen occasionally. Like, maybe not to everyone or even most people, but odds are you don't actually know where every haunted spot around you is. So there's always a chance you've walked into one, even on accident. So, so yeah, you're out in the world, maybe something spooky happens. What do you do? Well, well, first off, what are you going out with, with no protection on? 
Okay, so maybe it's just my paranoid nature, but I don't feel comfortable without any sort of shielding or magical protection on me. But a nice side effect of that is that it can help keep you safe from things that might try to hurt you. Back in my, my Dabbler's Week episode, I talked about making a protective talisman, if you need an example. And I'll, I'll link back to both the episode and the text version of my Dabbler's Week, um, for that, which has that spell in it, in the show notes. But there are, there are a ton of other ways to do it. Most personal shield spells are pretty handy here, and uh, that might be a good topic for its own episode. But the basic one I gave you back in, in the Dabbler's Week episode is a good start. And, and again, I'll link all that stuff, including the text version, so you don't have to sift through a whole podcast episode to find it in, in the show notes. But frankly, I don't think you should only be shielded in one way. And and so even if it's just multiple talismans on you, that's that's good. Um, I, I recommend researching other types of protective magic to, like, you know, have more than one thing on you. But that's just, that's a start. So that takes care of you. What about them? Well, 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 honestly, most of the time, just just leave them alone. If you run into a ghost in the wild and they are they are not doing anything to you, just just hear me out. Consider ignoring them. Yeah. Just just ignore them. Leave them be. Uh, or, or counterpoint, take a lot of photos. Just whip out the phone, get every shot you can. You do you. Because, like, yeah, cool. You you saw a thing. You got a neat story. No one, no one got hurt. Right? I mean, that's not every experience, though. Oftentimes, you're dealing with something that just wants attention. And, and this can range from minor inconvenience to, well, paralyzingly scary. There's a part of a park near where I live on where there's a there's a path that goes through an open field. And I, I spent most of 2020 before the weather turned cold taking nightly walks through this park where there's a bit in the woods and then I did enter into this open kind of prairie. And there's a nice paved path that goes through it. And um, when I was walking through the, the prairie portion, right after exiting the woods, I often started feeling like a little tug on my shirt. Like, I, t I talked about this back in October, but like, it's just something pulling on my shirt at about, like, kid height. And, and, yeah, that, that, that freaked me out a little bit the first time, but something, it, it, it was really clear, at least to me, that something there wanted my attention. Every time it does it, though, I, I just firmly state, leave me alone, and, and nothing else happens. Sometimes, though, you get a strong feeling that just something doesn't want you in a place. 
then you have to start evaluating your options. Is this a place you absolutely need to be? Well, if not, maybe just go. I mean, why pick a fight if you don't have to? But, you know, if it's someplace you have to be, just, just go ahead and tell the ghost to piss off. Piss off, ghost! He's freaking gone. Thor Ragnarok aside, uh, just asserting yourself is often enough. That will usually let you get done what needs to be done, because eventually you're going to be leaving their space, and you just need them to back off for like five minutes. Of course, that brings us to the second part of this episode. What to do if there's a ghost someplace you shouldn't have to leave? What happens if there's a ghost, well, frankly, in your home? The air was filled with phantoms, wandering hither and thither in restless haste, and moaning as they went. Every one of them wore chains like Marley's ghost. Some few, they might be guilty governments, were linked together. None were free. Many had been personally known to Scrooge in their lives. He had been quite familiar with one old ghost in a white waistcoat with a monstrous iron safe attached to its ankle, who cried piteously at being unable to assist a wretched woman with an infant whom it saw below upon a doorstep. Having a ghost in your home can range from being an amusement to a major pain in the ass. Sometimes, like, sometimes it's no big deal. I spent three years living in a haunted house, and I tend to describe it as like living with a cat I didn't sign up for. That ghost, well, that ghost was harmless and would mostly stop doing things if you just scolded it. To get it to leave my room alone, I merely told it not to go in there, and suddenly, well, it didn't anymore. If it doesn't bother you, and you can live with it, why worry? On, on the other side of the spectrum, say you have something that is making your life awful. Something that is just a major pain in the ass. A real fuckweasel of a ghost. There, there are a couple of things you can do. First off, your first step should always just be telling that ghost to fuck right off like I recommended in non-home spaces. Like, drive it hard that this is your home and you you are not putting up with their bullshit. Your house, your rules. Just, just not being afraid of them can often make you fairly safe from a lot of spectral intruders. Just, just be frank. Um, just tell them to get the heck out of your space. And more often than not, they'll leave you alone. Get mad not scared. If it's something annoying that's just like drifting into spaces, it's it's going to find somewhere else to go. It's a big world, much bigger than your house. 
Now, now the problem comes in when something won't go when it's told. This is when this is when you need to take uh, start taking bolder steps. Now, before we go forward, this is a warning. Picking fights with things is, in my personal experience, a dangerous game. If if you don't go in strong enough, you can just end up making something mad. This is why I don't recommend this step when encountering things in the wild. Because those are situations where you can leave. But this is your home, and it's different. You can't, and you shouldn't have to. So this... This, my friends, is where we try to evict a ghost. <laughs> now, there's one way to. There's more than one way to go about this whole thing. All right, there's like there are many paths through the forest on this one, and so that's where describing the steps get hard. Probably the easiest task is to build talismans like the protective ones discussed earlier. And place them around your home. Uh, design the spell to simply evict negative beings or something similar. You want you you want to repel negative spirits and shit. Don't try to destroy it. Just just do not do that. You will fail like the majority of the time, and that will definitely piss something off. Instead, instead, what we're trying to do is kick it out. Think of it like tossing it into the backyard or something. Just, like, things are way less likely to try to retaliate if you're just, like, you know, saying get the fuck out instead of, I'm going to kill you. You know, like... Think about, think about, you know, the reactions you might have versus someone kicking you out of an apartment versus trying to stab you with a knife. One of those, both of those things are probably going to, like, not make you like the person doing it. But, you know, you're, you're going to be more mad at the person trying to stab you with a knife, right? <laughs> Especially if they miss. I normally don't like talking about like specific protective spells I use, but you know what the heck? This one is one I is specifically one I use for ghosts and nothing else. And I don't think ghosts listen to this podcast unless they do. Can ghosts use the internet? Can ghosts use Patreon? Ghosts, if you're listening, hit me up on the contact form at bsrewitchcraft.com. I I wanna I wanna have some proof of the afterlife in my inbox. You know, no big whoop. <laughs> oh god, I'm dumb. Alright, so anyway, I'm a Wiccan. So I do my standard circle business, ground and center, grab my energy and shit, and like again. Grounding and centering bit is in the Dabbler's Week stuff that is, I've already linked in the show notes. If you need to know how to do that, boom, diggity, grounding and centering is in there. Okay? 
Okay. So I do that, and what I direct my energy to build a wall along one side of my dwelling. And after I do that, I slide that wall in a sweeping motion across my entire home, designed to push out any other energy beyond the borders of my space. Then, and I sometimes do this in more than one direction, in quick succession, and more than one wall, but that's that's what we're doing. We're building a, an energy bulldozer just to push it out. Then, after I do that, I, I quickly run around and put up the normal protective wards around my space. Like, again, as I talked about, like, building protective talismans to repel negative energy, I put that stuff up around afterwards. And I've, I've gotten that shit done. Now, now, obviously not everyone does things my way, but that is a solution. That is a way to deal with it. All right? There are other ways to deal with this, but that's 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 my plan. There are there are so so many spells out there on how to protect the space that we'd take forever to go through them. From basic use of salt around doors and windows to herbal concoctions, you should probably make sure you don't ingest, like line the walls with obsidian or something. Really, pull out your favorite warding technique and apply thoroughly and completely to the space you want to make sure a ghost doesn't enter or re-enter. And, and do more than one kind. Like, if you're only using one kind of spell to protect your place, if something figures out that thing, particular thing it's in, then, then it can get right in, right? Um, if you use multiple techniques... Uh, if we can get past one, it might be stopped by the others and decide to move on. So, you know, it's like, think like they're the Borg, right? And the Borg, figure out your phaser frequency. You're screwed, so you have to rotate the phaser frequency. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, do more than one thing, because like if it's confounded, it might go away. Do I have a history of pushing any ghosts where I'm staying into a neighboring place, like with this technique of like I'm shoving all the energy out, and I'm in an apartment building, and I'm shoving it into the neighboring apartment? Yes, 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 I do. Yes, yes, I do. Let it be the neighbor's problem, right? So, uh, uh, to be honest with you, this has gotten me in trouble before. Um, not with ghosts, but uh, <laughs> with uh, actual people. Yeah. So, story time. A few years ago. Uh, my cousin got married out on the East Coast, and all of us who were traveling for the wedding and the family, um, at least on on, our, on my cousin's side of the family, so my side of the family, uh, for the wedding, we got put up in a bed and breakfast. Um, like, we just ended up filling the whole place. Anywho, I got, I got a vibe in the room we were staying in, uh, like you do in any Victorian-era house or earlier. 
So I did my little room cleansing, pushing whatever might be there into the neighboring room. A neighboring room occupied by my brother. Now, now my brother is a great guy. But to be clear, he 100% does not believe in any of this stuff. He doesn't believe in magic. He doesn't believe in ghosts. Nada. So the morning after our first night there, I jokingly mentioned to him that I did it. He was mad as hell. He was all, how could you do that? And and I just looked at him confused and said, why, why are you so mad? You don't believe in any of this stuff. And, and he replied, but you do. I should have seen that coming. My brother is also the same person who got mad at me for casting a spell on dice I was about to roll in a board game because while he didn't think it would work, it was he thought it was still me trying to cheat at the game. <laughs> uh, like These are stories about my brother being mad at me, but to me these are all reasons why I think that my brother's awesome. I love my brother. He's a good dude. Though he looked the phantom through and through, and saw it standing before him, though he felt the chilling influence of its death-cold eyes, and marked the very texture of the folded kerchief bound around its head and chin, which wrapper he had not observed before, he was still incredulous, and fought against his senses. How now, said Scrooge, caustic and cold as ever. What do you want with me? Much, Marley's voice. No doubt about it. Well, fuck off and leave, Scrooge replied coldly. I'm trying to sleep. I I don't understand. I'm... Marley began to stammer. Look, jackass, I'm done with you. I, I want sleep. You need to get out, Scrooge said, slapping a talisman above his headboard. Marley gasped as he found himself evicted out the front door. Scrooge went back to sleep and was never bothered again. That probably lacks the oomph or moral of, of the original story. But hey, sleep, man. Sleep is good. That's, that's probably where I'm going to wind down this month's episode. I know, I know it's a, it's a normal length one y'all y'all got spoiled with the two super long ones in a row but but we had to get back to like the normal format of the show at some point i got i got stuff to do man <laughs> anyways um thanks for tuning in yet again magicians and remember that this show is brought to you by patreon patrons like celeste wolf Stephanie Graves, Mary Stowell, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, and Meg Ten Halsen. Um, by becoming a Patreon patron at any level, you get access to these episodes like a week early, along with like my eternal gratitude. If you want to support this show, just head on over to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N and become a member. And, uh, yeah, 
might say something special about you here. Of course, I know times are tough and money is tight. So if you can't afford to give money to the show, just you can still support it by considering sharing this with a friend. Force them to listen to me being a weirdo every month. You know, or just, you know, share the episodes on your social media and stuff and point your friends and say this stuff is awesome and and remember you can always follow the show on social media on twitter you can find me at tregorn t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n on tumblr i'm t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n dot tumblr dot com and you can always like and follow the show on facebook at facebook.com slash bs free witchcraft you can subscribe to the show on itunes spotify Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else the podcast can be found. If you are on, um, well, listening through something like iTunes or, you know, something that has ratings and reviews, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast. That improves our discoverability on those platforms. It can really um, help get the show out to more people. And it would just be awesome if you could do that. You know, I'd, I would I would just think you're... you're you're cool. Uh, for links on how to subscribe to all this stuff, you can head on over to bsforwitchcraft.com or to our Nerd and Tie page at nerdandtie.com slash bsforwitchcraft. Because as you know, BS for Witchcraft is a part of the Nerd and Tie podcast network. And, and you know, you could chat with listeners to the show on the Nerd and Tie Discord. Um, and you can find an invite to that at nerdandtie.com slash discord. You should also consider checking out other shows on the network, which can be found at nerdandtie.com. Like, obviously, Hex Positive goes without saying. If you're listening to the show, you should also listen to Hex Positive at nerdandtie.com slash hex. But there are also shows on other topics, like Famicom Dojo. Famicom Dojo is a retro gaming podcast hosted by Sean and Vink, where they talk about, well, video games. But it's, it's really fun. And if you need incentive, um, well... Vink uh, used to have a college class, um, and he was in the same class with where one of the other students was Justin Vernon. And Justin Vernon just worked on Taylor Swift's last couple of albums, did a couple of songs on there. I don't know. It's a fun show. You can find it at nerdandtie.com slash Famicom Dojo. There is, there is no Taylor Swift stuff there, but that's just a weird coincidence about life that's true. Wisconsin's not a big place. <laughs> oh. Anyways, with that, with that, I'm going to sign off, and I will talk to you magicians next month. I should, I, sh- I should probably, yeah, I should go. I'm, I'm going to go now. But thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I love you. Happy holidays. Yay! Ooh, key.